Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So uh, Sam Escari has got a deluxe apartment in the sky. Ooh, and guess I like the reference. Guess who's paying? Um, not George Jefferson. <laughs> uh, Britney Spears. And she is paying handsomely for this place. We should say, this is, he is now living in one of the best apartment buildings, if not the best, in Los Angeles. Beautiful. This is a coveted place to live. Lots of celebrities live there. It starts at $10,000 a month and goes up to like $65,000 a month. So, in that, so in that sense, Sam's giving, Britney's getting a deal here. Britney's getting a deal, and because Sam apparently knew somebody in this building and had got kind of got an upgrade, but he's paying the base rate, or she is, yeah. $10,000 a month. You gotta wonder, why would she pay for that? Because it doesn't it, make a lot of sense on the surface. On the surface, it doesn't, because he they, left her. He left her, he filed for divorce, they are not speaking. Um, it was a very acrimonious breakup. They have a prenup. In the prenup, he gets no money, um, only gets to keep the gifts that she gave him and the cars that he has. So why would Britney Spears front $10,000 a month under those circumstances to her estranged, <laughs> soon-to-be-divorced husband? That's the question. Well, if you think about what's happening behind the scenes, they are negotiating the end of this divorce, right? I mean, we know that there's a prenup, but we also know that it's possible Sam experienced some things behind closed doors that Brittany and her side don't want out. So you keep Sam comfortable, you keep him happy. Hey, remember that $10,000 apartment I've been paying for? Maybe we kind of work that in here too. Um, it's it's a dance and it's a game that they have to play to make sure that he's all right. It is a dance. It really, That's exactly right. That that. Sam sort of kicked off when he filed his divorce documents and said that he wanted spousal support because he knows that there's a prenup where he wouldn't get that. So it's a that signal signals, that he's going to challenge. He's going to challenge. And that means now, hey, let's keep this guy happy. And then he calls up and says, hey, I got a place to live. I, I, I want to be quick to say that we are not suggesting that Sam is going to start blabbing about things that he saw and he did see a lot. I mean, look, there Obviously. was very tumultuous. Um, and they had a very fiery relationship for six years. But, you know, it's not like he's about to blab. That's not what this is about. But what it is about, if you think about it, is, you know, Brittany has some people around her still, you know, professionals, who are saying, look, you pay for his rent, and he's in this really nice building, it just disincentivizes him from even thinking about doing anything like right. that. Because Sam's got a great situation in that building right now, mm -hmm. and it's something he couldn't afford on his own. Right. So, so it keep him happy, and you keep him happy, and everybody ends up happy. And so, as or for the prenup, closer to happy. as for the prenup, and you know, Devin was mentioning this in the office uh, in our morning meeting today. Why do people even have prenups if everybody challenges them? Most prenups, especially with celebrities, are enforceable. I mean, they're valid. Um, the other person always has a lawyer that represents their interests. So they are, they're, they're valid. But the game in this business now, in divorce, is that the side where the prenup doesn't work for them, they always say they're going to challenge it. And there are confidentiality agreements attached to these prenups. And so the other person usually says, look, do I really want to roll the dice and either have them just 
and then laugh. blow off. Yeah, they could blow off the the and, and, and take the risk and, and, talk. and talk. Or you know, God forbid for them if um, they go before a judge and the judge says, "Oh, there was a problem with the prenup," they just don't want to take that chance. So what we've been told from the jump here is that Britney is probably going to end up writing a check for a couple of hundred thousand bucks for Sam, and it'll all be over. But that's the way it works in Hollywood, even with a valid prenup. Yeah. This is just the game. And so... Price of doing business. The price of doing business. business is getting married. Hello, this is Winston from Atlanta. I think that he needs to go down to the unemployment office and get a job. Um, and I think the only reason she's doing it is just to keep him happy right now. And again, it's she's just paying his rent, not buying him a house or anything. I think she just wants him out of the house. So can I ask you something? Like... Sometimes if you have a drink or a can of THC or whatever, do you just stare at those fish? Because that just is mesmerizing to me. I had no idea where he was going with that. Wow. I'm serious. Those fish are mesmerizing to me. No, it's just in like the um, little office thing. You know, it's not an aquarium, right, Harv? You know, it's, it's a monitor. <laughs> it's still mesmerizing to me. All right, we're going to get you one. We'll put it on your desk. Okay, uh, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart, who is in dire straits right now, um, health-wise, is in a wheelchair. This is not <laughs> as serious as the car accident that he had a few years ago, um, but he is in a lot of pain, all because he decided to prove his physical prowess against someone who used to play in the NFL at a very high level, Stephen Ridley. Played for the Patriots. I, he might have even won a Super Bowl with them. I'm not he sure. He did, Charles. He did. He won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Yeah. So um, why in the world would Kevin Hart try to challenge him? As you're about to see, it did not end well for Kevin. This is just a public service announcement because I know people may see me out. And I don't want you to be alarmed, but I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. Those that know me know I'm pretty fast. Steven said, Kevin, ain't no way you're going to beat me. Steven is an ex-NFL uh, running back. Played for the New England Patriots. Very good guy. I said, Steve, you can bet it. He said, bet. I said, bet. We get out there, we go run the 40-yard dash. 40-yard dash. Guys, I blew all <laughs> Tore my lower abdomen. I, my abductors are torn. I don't even know what that is, but I tore them. I tore those two. I can't walk. Why did I even race? Stupid <laughs> Now I can't walk because I'm somewhere trying to get the title of the fastest the barbecue what was i thinking son first of all i know it's but but help me out here i have never heard of anybody tearing their abdomen tearing abdomen I've tearing your abductors that. which are the muscles on your hips that connect your legs to your abs so everybody um, everybody in the office in the morning meeting today said okay well when you're 40 life is over it's got to be age listen kevin it's not, that's not i mean i don't know we haven't seen video yet of and i i know someone has to have video of the race of the actual race it would be so painful but to watch Kevin it. has done lots of physical things over the years and he's been fine I mean even after he had that accident he's been very active he has and he's been fine you know what Charles I just happened look at this look, remember yeah, that's th Usain Bolt this is Kevin racing Usain but now Usain Bolt gave him like a 50 watch, yard watch what Kevin does at the finish line <laughs> oh my god he's so that's funny hysterical <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's hysterical. And he was fine there, right? And that's running he on the beach fine. where you can really actually right. injure yourself running that's, on the that's beach. That's right. But it's he's 44 years old. The thing about Kevin, though, is if you remember that horrible car accident that he got in, 
he messed up his back, something fierce, and had surgeries and rehab. Yep. So I'm not saying that that's connected at all, but that was a really serious accident. So about this whole thing about being 40-something, this bothers you. Yeah, because I'm, I'm the next level up, so it definitely bothers yeah. no, me. No, 50, it's... It, it, the, in you the old days, 40 was old. 40 in two, uh, 2023 is not old anymore. 50 is old, though. No, Anything it's, over 50 it's, is old. It's, it's how you take care of yourself. Exactly. It is and how you Kevin take care of yourself. Kevin does take care of himself. I don't know what happened on the day of this race. Maybe he didn't stretch. Oh, Charles, you know how many but, how many Olympians have you seen that, that pulled something? Normally, it's like a quad or something on the legs, but you've seen a lot of really great uh, athletes get hurt running. Right. So here's the thing about Kevin. Um, he is competitive, He'll be and I know you say that he was racing him and I, the guy's out of his league and whatnot. Kevin was trying to win. That's what happened here. Kevin was not just racing for fun like he did with Zen Bolt. He was racing to win, and can, that's can I, what happened. You know what? I think that Kevin Hart, had he not gotten hurt, he could actually hang with Stephen Ridley. Stephen Ridley was not all that fast. He's kind of a, a slower running back, and I think Kevin Hart could have won if not for the injury that put him in a wheelchair. <laughs> My name is Derek Lackman, coming out of Pittsburgh, California, and Kevin got to relax, man. The 40-yard dash is a young man activity. <laughs> he, he put him in the wheelchair. He's going to be thinking about this injury every single morning, thinking about that loss. He needs to stick to golf, bowling, oh. a pool or something. Something that doesn't, ball. you know, bridge. maximum effort. <laughs> Chrissy Teigen uh, really went through it a few years ago. Um, in fact, she just backed away from all appearances, got off social media, and we thought that would sort of pass. It did feel like it passed. Well, turns out a new product that she just rolled out is revealing that there are still some people who are holding a grudge uh, over some things that Chrissy said years, years ago uh, on social media, particularly about Courtney Stodden, and she was called out, rightfully so, perhaps, for, uh, for bullying. Uh, well, the product she just rolled out, which I would have thought was perfect for her, she's a new mom, it's called the Wonderfold Wagon. Wonderfold, because it folds up, oh. and Chrissy helped design we get, it. We, we get it. You get it? All right. Well, because you know all about baby products? I know why it's called Wonderfold, okay? <laughs> so I get it. Um, but, so, so the idea is you it out like four kids in this thing, it's 999 bucks. Uh-huh. And uh, launched um, yesterday, and immediately... Their, the reviews on the company's site, scorching. Absolutely, I mean, it was averaging uh, uh, like one star. I think there were 46 reviews, 40 of them were one star reviews um, because people were saying things. Not about the product. Not about, there were some, uh, there were a few about the product. About the product. But, but a lot it was about mostly Chrissy. targeted right at yeah. Chrissy and people were upset about it. They said, there is no way this company purposefully chose such a vile person to work with. To sell a product with its purpose to be used with children, you chose a woman who told a child, Courtney Stodden, to kill herself? Um, here's one that's kind of about the product. The colors are not great. Looks like cotton candy threw up on an ice cream cart. <laughs> Don't even get me started on collaborating with someone so vicious and hard as Chrissy Teigen in such poor taste. Um, wow. And there were <laughs> several on, dozen on, others. On. Now, again, we're talking, what, 46? That's a very small number of people who are haters Sir, on the internet. And by the way, we should say on, <laughs> that the product did sell out, actually. So a lot of people did buy it. So if you, you, you're selling out, and I don't know how many units they moved, but you're right. If only 46 people have leave bad reviews, you're still doing pretty well. But it's 
Something interesting happened today. Fascinating. Yeah, you guys. So new update here on the website. As you guys know, there was a bunch of people like saying horrible reviews. Well, now it looks like a bunch have been removed. Now, remember, this is not the Yelp page. This is on like the uh, the, you the know, company main site. company website. So it looks like they're coming through and they're scrubbing these one by one, kind of trying to save face. But remember the the buggy. It's been it's sold out already. So. Yeah, I mean, in a way, she kind of uh, won, is that, but... Is that kind of uh, cheating? Not really, uh, because it isn't a Yelp review. And right. I agree with Charlie. I mean, look, the company can do what the company wants to do. Sure. And, the, and, 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 and look, if I ran that company, and I'm thinking about it, and you've got these people that are coming online, just hear me out for a second. And they're I not talking about the you. product, but they're right. talking about her. I was going to agree with you. You know? It's like... <laughs> It happens every now and then. I do agree with you, uh, but um, and, and it's okay, right? Yeah, if you're if you're taking away reviews that aren't talking about the product itself, right? I get it. And um, then and then and then all of a sudden you get one star, and it has nothing to do with the product. So I get why they would do that, especially if they sold out and people generally like the product. I get it. I mean, why do they have to be held hostage but, uh, this by is, the 40 people? But this is also, where are the people who bought it and loved it? How come they're not leaving? Because, the, because that's the way it works. It's easier online. to go negative than positive. Right. It's right. always very, anytime you're looking for a review of something, it's really hard to find positive reviews. Right. But also, also though, if you did buy it and you did love it, do you really want to post it and like open yourself up to being attacked by all these other people? I would just stay quiet and kind of, you yeah. know, show up to at my kids 4th of July parade <laughs> and not say a word. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. That they don't want to become targets themselves. Right. That's right. Hi guys, this is Candace from Norfolk, Massachusetts. Um I love the wonderful wagon. It's a really good wagon. And the people complaining about the price, it's always that expensive. It's like a kid car for multiple kids. But I think everyone needs to leave Chrissy alone. Like, she's been through a lot. Get over it. Like, move on. She's apologized. She's gone she's so She's apologized hard. profusely over and over and years ago. There's something in your living room is that, that a, Harvey wants is that to a, question. Is that a Christmas wreath? What? <laughs> um, it's, I'm at my parents' house right now, so... Yeah, it's like one of those leaf, um, like foliage. So no, it's not a Christmas. Oh, okay, good. Because it's Boy. August. Uh, okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> you never get started early enough or <laughs> late enough. We're going to move on. Uh, yes, moving on to Drew Barrymore and uh, an update, a pretty frightening update uh, on the video we showed you the yeah, other day. Yeah, this is crazy. So remember, she was doing this uh, interview with Renee Rapp in New York City. When some guy charged up to the stage, said, you know who I am, and I need to see you before you leave New York, um, said his name is Chad Michael Busto. Well, Chad Michael Busto showed up at uh, one of Drew Barrymore's homes out on Long Island in the Hamptons. Showed up at the uh, outside of her estate. This is right after this. Yeah, well, no, it was the next day. Right, I believe, but right? I, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, so we, he, it, this wasn't a one-off with him. He was looking for her. Right, and as we told you, they didn't arrest him at that event. They took him out, but they didn't arrest him. Right, and then yesterday, he was going house to house in the neighborhood out where her Hamptons house is. Police finally found him kind of canvassing the properties looking for hers, and they took him into custody there. Um, and they are saying that uh, Drew was not home at the house in the Hamptons at the time, so she was not in harm's way at any point. Yeah, but uh, the fact that he would go it's really scary out, so much out of his way he's in new york city one day and then a couple of days later shows up out in the hamptons 
clearly. And then you, and we talk about some, this all the time. And then you get a restraining order, but the restraining order means somebody's got to follow it, and these are the people least likely to follow it when they become obsessed. Yeah, it's really I mean, scary. Don't know what this guy's beef is with Drew, but um, yeah, definitely a scary thing, and good thing that the police were there to take him into custody. Nicole from Tennessee here. I will say I'm surprised that there wasn't any security on Drew's property, being, you know, that she is Drew Barrymore. Also, from that moment that he ran up on stage, there should have been some sort of precaution or some sort of action taken to make sure that, you know, he was in some sort of custody, even if for a brief time. But I'm glad that everything was okay and that she wasn't at home because that's that's really alarming. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about the event in New York City. I guess there really wouldn't have been a reason to arrest him. He hadn't, at that point, done anything he, other than startling people. Right, and he was invited in, so it wasn't a trespass. I mean, they right. invited the public in. Right. This is different. Yeah, that showing up at our house. Well, uh, Donald Trump was not there for the first GOP debate for the GOP presidential candidate. Although one of the moderators said the 800-pound elephant not in the room, which I thought was interesting. Yes, and <laughs> certainly there were more than a few references to him during the debate, but all the people who were there hoping to unseat him, and he has a huge lead right now, maybe insurmountable, most people think insurmountable, but didn't stop them from trying to, you know, shine their own light. And one person in particular, according to the polls, uh, came out on top. And if there's a smile on Harvey's face... Who I predicted. Right. That's why there's a smile on his face, because he called this one uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. According to the polls, the guy who came out on, on top. top. And there were a lot of people who were going after him. And uh, here's just a little bit of the highlights for Vivek. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change oh, whoa, agenda whoa, whoa, whoa. is a That's hoax. Ridiculous. The climate change agenda is a hoax. If former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. <laughs> president Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. It's a fact. Chris Christie, honest to God, your claim that Donald Trump is motivated by vengeance and grievance would be a lot more credible if your entire campaign were not based on vengeance and grievance against one man. You make me laugh because go, you, go sit, you, sit, you sit here in an answer. You sit here in an answer. Did it not seem like, a, it was like a rock concert. All the other <laughs> candidates like, played right into his hand. That's exactly, once you make him that important, right. that he becomes the and, touch point to all of this. And he had the crowd on his side. That's right. So at that point, um, so what do the other candidates do going forward now? Um, joining us to talk about that, someone who knows all about the, uh, the GOP. He's the former communications director for the RNC Douglas, hi. Doug, uh, welcome to TMZ Live. Good to be with you. Thank you. First of all, I'm a fan of yours. I've been watching you, and you know your politics. So tell me I'm wrong that uh, Ramaswamy did not just rip out the playbook uh, from uh, uh, the page of the playbook from Donald Trump's 2016 debates. Well, first off, thanks for having me, and thanks for your kind words. I appreciate it. Look, he, he had a big night, and if you're Vivek, clearly you're in this to get as much attention as you, as you can because he's going on every interview opportunity, podcast opportunity that he can. He's seemingly everywhere. But I thought the clip you played to me was pretty telling, not just of Vivek last night, 
but also all of the candidates. You know, he said Donald Trump was the greatest president of the 21st century. Now, we haven't had a lot of them, but if Donald Trump was that great, why is Vivek or anybody else running against him? And I think a lot of what we saw last night was a real hesitancy, regardless of who's more talented in, in delivering their points uh, than one or another. Vivek is very good at it. Chris Christie obviously is, is good at that. Nikki Haley had a good night. But ultimately, you have to answer the question of why are you running? And ultimately, are you running? You know, we saw everybody raise their hand that they would vote for Donald Trump. You say that, why are they bothering? It seems to me Ramaswamy is going for two things, and maybe all of one, them are. One is... No, if not Donald, all of them. Well, there if, are a couple who are definitely not going to be. If Donald Trump... Do, well, right. But if Donald Trump, for whatever reason, does not end up running, you know, whether it's medical or whether it's legal, then somebody has got to take the place. But the second thing is being the vice presidential candidate. Right. Well, right. You, I mean, you can take Pence off that. You can take Chris Christie off right. that. But, and probably Nikki Haley. But you, but you can't take Ramaswamy off that, right? Well, potentially not. But I, I'm sort of reminded watching him last night, he reminded me of, of Ben Carson with a, little, with a little more caffeine in him. And certainly, you know, he has well-delivered lines. He knows how to do that very well and to get attention. But if, this, if Donald Trump, for some reason, is not the nominee, this whole race resets. And all, all of a sudden, I think we look at everybody in a very different light, and they'll all get a lot more attention. And with attention comes scrutiny. Vivek has not gotten scrutiny yet. And I think with, with his comments on things like 9-11 truther, uh, some of his comments about Israel, that sure is going to come. So I'm really fascinated by this. He's 38 years old. And yet, you know, with all the young people, and, and I haven't seen the polls on this, but I'm making an assumption that the vast majority of young people, much more so than older people, believe in climate change. And, you know, we have just lived this summer with you know, this crazy storm here in California, with the tragedy in Maui and everything else we've seen. Yet this guy goes in hard and he says that climate change is a hoax. He wants to pull support from Ukraine. He, he mentioned Israel and all. And I, I'm just, I, I feel like there's almost a paradox here that you've got a young guy you would expect to moderate, but he's gone the exact opposite way. Well, I think it gets him more attention. And look, I've worked with the Harvard Institute of Politics. I was a fellow there. I'm on the board of visitors for my alma mater, the University of North Carolina. We beat Coach K. We retired him two games in a row. And what we see is, is students, this is an existential issue for them. And Republicans on a lot of the social issues are not even talking the same language that young voters are. And with Vivek, he's leaning very hard into this. And I think it's it's surprising. It's one of the ways that he's getting noticed. And the other way that he's getting noticed is his campaign really resembles what we saw from Mayor Pete when he was running. Um, Liz Smith was his communications guru in his campaign, and she put him on every single thing possible, probably even TMZ, if, if that uh -huh. happened. It but did. Anywhere that Several times, yeah. And that's what we're seeing with Vivek as well. That's part of why he's getting so much attention. But again, He's getting attention. The scrutiny is now coming. Well, you know, it's funny you say um, on TMZ, I believe that this campaign is going to be won on TikTok. I just think when you start looking at cable news, yeah. everybody's entrenched. They're older. It's irrelevant. I think this can be because, look, everybody has made up their minds except for a small group. And that group, I think, connects to TikTok. Look, I think emerging technology is not even emerging anymore. Like TikTok are going to be very important. But also old school politics, local newspapers, local television in the swing states like Arizona, Georgia, my own state of North Carolina, 
those local papers, those local TV stations, local internet-based news sources are gonna be very, very important. And those conversations are always different than the conversations in New York and Washington. Yep, good to talk to you, Doug. And, Thank you, uh, Doug. We appreciate it. Anytime. Okay, we're taking a break. All right, when we come back, Blueface recovering from a stabbing. The rapper slash boxer was in the gym training when a man just walked in and even though Blueface got in a couple of shots, this guy had a knife on him. We'll show you how it turned out for him and why his son is making an appeal to his father to quit boxing. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, rapper Blueface is, I think, lucky to be alive after a very terrifying incident with a man ran into a boxing gym where Blueface was training. He is a pretty successful amateur boxer as well, uh, as well as his music career. And this guy had a knife and had it out for Blueface. Now, he survived the stabbing, um, but I mean, anytime you get stabbed, that's not but a good this, thing. But, but the whole thing about the stabbing is just bizarre. It's very bizarre. So, like I said, Blueface was in the middle of a training session uh, in the gym when this guy came in. Now. He is now looking back a, a day later, looking at this um, and thinking about what went down when this guy came in. So you're about to hear him narrating the video of this incident. Uh, here's Blueface's play-by-play -play of his stabbing. You know what I'm talking about, you wanna fight? I'm looking like, who the f are you? He keeps approaching me with this look in his eye, and I know that look, and you know, so there's a lot of that for a few minutes walking back and forth the trainer is trying to sp split them up and at some point Blueface just says enough is enough I got my gloves on I'm gonna take this guy out the problem is he didn't knock him out and you're gonna see right here he takes something out of his pocket out of his pocket it's, it's a, knife. a knife it is a knife so yeah the the video cuts out before you see him get stabbed but we actually uh, he posted this video yesterday we reached out to his trainer essentially he said this this random guy walked into the gym with the with his Rottweiler and basically just said he wanted to fight him he wanted to kill him um, neither blueface nor the trainer recognized the guy they claimed to have no clue who he was after Blueface gets stabbed in the leg, the guy actually um, flees in his Tesla. Um, he ended up turning himself in yesterday, so he was arrested. He's uh, in jail currently. He came with his dog, so the dog stayed at the jail until the family came and got it. <laughs> but just a very bizarre, bizarre scene. And the other thing Blueface uh, posted about is he was actually supposed to be on the boxing card uh, for Logan Paul's fight in October, and he's no longer going to be able to fight because he got stabbed in the leg. So he didn't go to the hospital. But he's okay, right? He, yeah, he's doing fine. He's posted like cute videos with his son recovering actually, and stuff. So. He is. He said his son is kind of uh, helping take care of him while he's at home nursing this injury. But his son also has some concerns uh, about what happened to his father. This is why you shouldn't go. Go where? To the boxing room? Yeah. Why? Remember, he just pulled out a knife. Mm-hmm. And then he scraped you. Mm-hmm. So, so not. Don't go there no more. Because it's gonna pull on knife again and then scrape you again. Wow, that, I, that is really upsetting yeah. that this kid has to hear that and by the way, you can tell that process he, he that. didn't tell him 
He didn't use the word stab. But he, he knew about the scrape. knife. Yeah, he said, oh, he scraped daddy. Well, uh, a little more than a scrape. That's um, upsetting. Yeah. Lindsay, I'm from Indianapolis. I don't condone violence on any level, but I'm honestly surprised no one has stabbed him before now. At a minimum, at least Krishan. But he's pretty offensive to people. He pisses a lot of people off. So this doesn't surprise me yeah, at all. He, no, does, no. he does have his enemies. That That is true. And, you know... Um, wow. He definitely has done a lot of things. Wow. That would, but, but no one, that's over the line. Okay. Obviously. We are going to move on. Yes. Uh, moving on now to uh, Tan Mom, <laughs> who we had on the show last week. Uh, we told you that she is now running for U.S. Senate. Don't laugh. Remember. I shouldn't laugh. Crazy no. things have happened in this country. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to use her full name, Patricia Krenzel, um, because that's the name that's going to be on the ballot. Well, wait a minute. Pretty we're, sure it's not going to say Tan Mom. We're going to get now. into that in a minute. But, but uh, she is about to drop her first campaign video. Um, we got a little preview of it. Here is her platform. And um, look, she is not running away from the fact that she had some celebrity for doing what she did, which, just to remind you, because it was many years ago, the reason she became famous is because she was... Brought a kid to a tanning a salon. Kid to a tanning bed, and the school got ticked off. And she got in trouble. So now here is the candidate, Patricia Krenzel, uh, on why she should be the next senator from Florida. You might remember me being that tan mom from New Jersey, but that was a decade ago. Crazy tans, table flipping, snooky. It was an interesting time, but like the world we live in, I've changed greatly. I lost my husband last year to cancer, and I know what it's like to deal with insurance companies. Most people don't find Shakespeare and Sesame Street offensive. I also believe that drag queens can be amazing role models for kids. Finally, we need to protect Medicare and Medicaid for our seniors. Somebody called me a compassionate conservative. And you know what? They're right. I'm listening. Let's talk. Well, I know Harvey loves to make the point that celebrities have done very well in elections historically, but I think we should also say that a lot of people just run to raise their profile, and I'm going to call out Tan Mom here, and I think you could even just watch this video on mute, and it can clearly show how she's not serious about running for Senate, given the fact that it looks like she's doing this in her bedroom. It looks like she, this is there's a bed right behind her that, that isn't even made. There's like a purse on it, pillows. I mean, if you're going to do a campaign ad, at least clean up the room that you're doing it in. Uh, this is clearly just an attempt to gain more publicity. What I'm wondering is, look, she's known as Tan Mom, so I know she's gonna go by Patricia on the ballot, but there was always a second line, can you do AKA Tan Mom? Because that's how people know her. I'm, I, I'm actually being really serious. I, I know, I know you are. And I, don't know I mean, the, I think I, that, I, I, I agree with you that. that that would be wise for her if she can. Jane, I'm from Trent, New Jersey, and I want to comment on the Tan Mom. Um, this is what she's been doing for the past decade, dancing on tables, at the beach. And for me, she kind of looks a little hard to look at. It's not even a campaign video. I'm just, I just can't take her seriously at all. And again, with the stuffed animals on the bed in the bed in the background, <laughs> she just looks hard to look at for me. So, I mean, I want my politicians or somebody okay. that's my son. Okay, listen, this, <laughs> now, this is now that we know criticism. The stuffed this is, animals are clearly a buzzkill. This is uh, some good criticism. and. Tan Mom can take all this for her next campaign video.
Well, R. Kelly uh, is likely going to remain in prison for the rest of his life, um, and so his music career is dead. But the money he makes from music is definitely not dead, and that money is now being tagged to go to his victims, whether he likes it or not. In fact, it's a lot of money, $500,000, just over $500,000, that will be garnished from his music royalties at uh, Universal Music Group. Um, he owed this money in restitution to, I don't know how many victims it is, but this is from one of his federal cases, the one where he is now currently doing time. He still has several other trials to face. So I have a question about this. Are people listening to his music still to yes. generate that kind of money? His old catalog is still generating that kind of money. I mean, that, and, and it goes to show, you know, look, really? there's certainly been a, huh. you know, the cancel R. Kelly movement and that you don't hear his music as often, certainly not on the radio, um, which is where it would make a lot of money. But clearly there are people buying his old music or streaming his old music. I'm surprised at this. Yeah. I'm really that, surprised. That there's that much that, money. That kind of money. Because that's not 50%. I don't, well, we don't know how long that money was accumulated, but it was sitting there with Universal. Um, and I would have thought it would have gone to his lawyers at this point. And yeah. maybe, maybe they've already taken a cut. Maybe they have taken a cut. I, I just was surprised at the amount. There. Yeah. Hey, this is Danny from Buffalo. All I have to say about this is good. The victims deserve that money. And I guess you can feel better about streaming his music if you have, assuming that's where the money came from. But that's an interesting point, too. But they that, are. That there's an incentive now for people to listen to pay the victims. As long as it's, it's going to continue going to the victims. Right. Okay. It is that time of the week, folks. Your favorite time. Tim is here with his rejects. What do you got, Tim? So... Are you guys in the market for a boat or a yacht? Actually, <laughs> I'd love a boat. All right, well, I think I got something for you, Harvey. So it's an all-electric hydrofoil boat slash yacht. Oh, wow. Um, so, not very attractive. It's not, but, well, actually, okay. it's all glass. If you see in the inside, it's really oh, nice. Oh, I like that. That's um, cool. You can go 60 miles on the range, and it goes up to 35 miles an hour. It's kind of more of just a cruising time. What do you mean uh, you can only go 60 miles? It doesn't so look like it'd do very well in weight. You charge it, so you, char you have to charge it like an electric car. Oh, oh, oh. it goes oh. 60 miles on a charge. So. Okay, so Tim, here's my question. Yeah. <laughs> If you went to Catalina, that's 26 <laughs> miles. And then it's coming back is 26 miles. You so you got very little it. room for error, Tim. I, there is a little. I think they're still working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. This is better on a lake, I think. cruising around the marina there. Uh, it's yeah. better on a lake. Exactly. Okay, next. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Harvey, I know you're pretty good at ping pong, right? I am. Okay, so uh, have you played so doubles ping pong before? I hate doubles ping pong. Okay, well, you'll eat, hate this even more. So check this out. <laughs> so check this out. Uh, it's a ping pong. You play with teams, and your teammate has oh, wow. to move the table in order for you to oh, hit it God, on the table. Oh, God, that is difficult. So it, it's, it's very difficult, but it, uh, you know, it might be a little fun. That is but crazy. You really have to rely on your other teammates. Oh, my God, that. that is crazy. Yeah, yeah so. Holy smokes. Yeah. Woo. Out of my league. I, a lot I of exercise, maybe, for the person pushing the uh, table. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. All right, so kite surfing is fun and exciting until it's not. So this guy went <laughs> kite surfing, <laughs> having fun. He lifts hey. up into the oh, air. Oh, we got, he got, oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, oh, he God, that hurts. It's a soft landing. Yeah. It's a soft no, landing. No, it's not a soft landing. He hit, oh, my yeah, he God. Might have he didn't hit a tree crashes. trunk. He's fine. Don't He's walking out. Uh, Rescue them. We've so, seen Tim do m yeah. far worse. I this mean, is... a few scratches, that's fine. But oh, yeah. God. Well, no, he hits. <laughs> he 
Oh! If he could God. just gotten his legs up, but another yeah. four it. inches. Oh, God. Bit, All right. Okay, All right, that's a good one. See ya. Wow. Hey, at least we know the guy was okay at the end. Tim well, doesn't normally do that. He's limping. That. That, that happened to the cow that he showed like two months ago. <laughs> this is a clear case of an Instagram photo op. Um, the search for the perfect Instagram photo op going way too far. Uh, a guy in Florida uh, posted a photo of himself holding a baby dolphin up out of the water. Do not do that, ever. Yeah. First of all, it is against the law, um, as this guy is most likely about to find out. But also, it's just cruel. Yeah, Charles, it's, so it's unclear. That, that dolphin on Wednesday was then found dead in the uh, Jacksonville, Florida area. Now the, uh, the Florida uh, wildlife people are investigating. Like you said, it could uh, certainly could uh, be a violation of the Marine Mammal Protection Act, and he could actually face up to a year in jail and a, a, a large fine of $34,000 if he were charged and convicted. But we should also explain how that affects a dolphin when you, when you take it out of the water. Right, that you can't... Uh, Scientists say that if you take it out of the water, they need buoyancy so that they can continue breathing. Yes, they breathe air like we do, so they're fine, except that their own weight collapses on their lungs and they can't breathe when they're out of the water for that reason. So there's a big uproar. Hey, TMZ, Jason from Chicago. First thing, whenever you see a animal that looks injured or if it's speech, your first reaction shouldn't be, hey, let me just take a picture of it and hold it up for, you know, some likes and some clicks. But... This is why we see this trend now of animals like striking back when people are like taking the hmm. photo ops and everything. And honestly, whenever I see that happen, it warms my cold, dead heart. I will never <laughs> not laugh at animals striking back when people try to get close for pictures. Yeah, we have. I, we I have can't, seen a lot. Can't of disagree that. with that. Yeah, we've seen a lot of, it, especially like in national parks. Yeah, and bears and it, things. It's really true. Yeah. Uh, what else you guys want to talk about? Uh, Emil LeBlanc calling in from Alberta, Canada. I wanted to talk about Britney Spears. I mean, Britney fought really hard to uh, get out of the conservatorship. Then she finds a guy who is no longer in the picture, and now she's supporting the guy who's no longer in the picture. And to top that off, she now has PETA on her back for buying a dog. Folks, why don't we just leave Britney alone, please? Well... People therein, love to quote that. And People by the way, love to quote that. Therein lies the problem because Brittany is, she alone. is alone. And I will say that tonight we have a special on Fox at eight o'clock, seven central, precisely about that, called Britney Spears' Divorce and Despair. And we get into her life, which is very solitary, very alone. And believe me, that when you watch this, a lot of people at the end are going to say, did the Free Britney people really do her any favors? Because she is desperately alone. One more. Hey, this is Jacob uh, out of Irving, Texas. Um, I feel for Britney. Uh, she's had a really rough go at it. Um, I really hope that she can move forward with her life now. And I really hope that she gets to live her life now freely without having to deal with a lot of this drama. Yeah, something's got to happen. Um, you will see tonight. Everyone is waiting to find out um, what is the name of Riza's baby brother. ASAP, Rocky, and Rihanna. Of course, uh, we told you that uh, they had the baby. She had the baby uh, on August 3rd. And we know that um, the baby boy starts with an R. His name starts so with an R. So everybody in the family now starts with an R. Yeah, everyone does. Mm -hmm. uh, so 
uh, will they follow suit? Uh, ASAP was out in West Hollywood last night and was asked the million dollar question. Here's his answer. I got the shoes, man, let's see the shoes. Man, those Mary Jane vibes. Congrats on the baby, Rocky, man. Any name for it yet? Coming soon. Oh, come on! And why is it a thing that they don't give the name? You know, it's not like we're gonna have telemarketers call them. Uh, By the way, again, our uh, special TMZ investigates Britney Spears' divorce and despair, where we get into what happened here tonight, 8 o'clock, 7 central, on Fox. We will see you tomorrow.